Hi, and welcome back to the view from my soapbox. I hope that things are flowing right for you right now. How are you? Take a second and answer that for yourself, honestly. Today, I want to check in with you for real and share a lesson that I learned this week. A little disclaimer before we start is that there is nothing scientific about this episode, so if inner being talk is not your bag, bye bye <laughs> Anyways, it's something that I've been doing all of my life, but I never did it intentionally, and I never had the words for it before, so that's definitely going to change going forward. I'm going to call this the five-minute freakout. Story time. I don't usually have a hard time falling asleep, and my resting time is, and long has been, sacred and essential to me. I'm very protective over my seven to ten hours, but last week I found myself all wound up just as I was trying to wind down. I had done everything right. It was bedtime, I had already put my phone away for the night, I read my book in bed, I meditated, turned off the light, and I curled up to wait for sleep to come over me. But a wave of anxious energy and stress came over me instead. <laughs> All these thoughts started welling up in me. Thoughts about the future, about school, about the post-pandemic world, stuff like that. Stuff that I can't control. And I was trying to push them down. But I was upset at myself for not being able to and for wasting my precious sleep time. And I was upset at myself for not being able to quiet those thoughts. And I was just... I was losing my mind, just resisting the feelings I was feeling, resisting them so hard, like like I was trying to wrestle them to the ground so that they could shut up and let me sleep. And this went on for about half an hour, and it was gradually getting worse. I think that I was scared that if I opened the floodgates, I wouldn't be able to close them again, and I would be up all night. But it was a losing battle, so instead of fighting any longer, I told myself, okay, you want to freak out? Go right ahead. And I freaked out, all right? I let in the thoughts about everything that was worrying me. All the worst case scenarios, all the fear and dread. I've always felt an intense internal tension between my rational thinking mind and that little being inside that just wants to run around and hit all the panic buttons. It's like warfare between my prefrontal cortex, you know, my response inhibition, my reasoning, problem solving, between that and my goddamn amygdala. I was trying to use my executive brain to get my crazy in line, which is a very important skill in many situations, admittedly, but not in this one. All I had to do was let my inner child say its piece, let the steam out, and surrender to my sometimes chaotic reality. When I finally let myself freak out, when I let myself feel all these things I didn't want to feel or face, it didn't ruin my whole night as I feared. Truth be told, it was a five-minute affair. Tops. That inner child, that little kid that wants to run around and scream and hit all the panic buttons, yeah, she gets tired pretty quickly. Once her energy is released, which needs to happen once in a while, she just curls up into a little ball, and the more mature parts of my being can take back the reins and bring me back to a space of calmness and emotional regulation. This is why I call it the five-minute freakout. The longer you put it off, the longer you fight and resist and suppress it, the more tired your thinking brain gets and the more intense the emotional buildup. So let it out already! It can also be helpful to have a grounding presence with you during your five-minute freakout, kind of like having company while your toddler is having a tantrum. 
When I felt the pressure building up, I called somebody that I trust, which helped me keep in touch with reality while I moved through my emotions. I am definitely not saying that every situation is appropriate for using this technique. While you're at work or in class or at a family dinner, you know, it's probably best to flag those feelings and come back to them later. But you have to come back to them eventually. I'm saying that there are times when freaking out is necessary. Not freaking out for hours and hours and losing your mind and your sanity, but just letting the crazy out for a little bit. This is because you can only silence your feelings for so long before they boil over, often in unpredictable ways, whether you're unleashing them on a totally different part of your life, or taking them out on a loved one, or letting them turn into physical manifestations of stress, pain, illness. Our bodies keep the score of our inner battles, and what you're resisting or ignoring inside can easily show up as a physiological problem that you won't be able to ignore. This is why it is so important to cope with your shit. There's no alternative. The brilliant writers and twins Emily and Amelia Nagoski in their book on burnout talk about completing the stress cycle, and they write that emotions aren't caves. You know, they're not this scary, dark place you'll get trapped in and that you should stay away from at all costs. In fact, they're tunnels that you have to go through all the way through in order to reach the light on the other end, right? The only way out is through. I need to remind myself of this because it is so easy for me to try to guilt myself out of feeling my emotions. I'll think things like, you know, you have no right to feel that way. Be grateful. Be grown. Stop complaining. Stop acting like a victim. And, you know, those are all true in their own right. But the thing is, you can't guilt or shame your way out of your feelings. Feelings fester like an unhealed wound that gets infected. If I'm not feeling them, I'm not dealing with them. And if I'm not dealing with them, how am I showing up for the people in my life? If I am a walking ball of suppressed anxiety, sadness, and stress because I refuse to let myself feel those things because I don't feel that I deserve to, how can I be compassionate towards my friends? How can I be present with my family? How can I be honest with my partner? And most importantly, I have to think about what that costs me personally. If I'm not moving through my feelings and self-regulating in healthy ways, that resistance and tension is draining energy that I could be spending on so many other things, right? Like my relationships, dancing, studying, building my podcast, growing tomatoes, fighting the patriarchy, any of a million other possibilities. And the same can be said of so many other things that we spend so much energy on, like trying to be liked by everyone or counting all of our calories. Think about all the energy you spend on that self-defeating nonsense. Time and energy are the greatest universal limiting factors. They apply to all of us, no matter how rich and privileged. So stop wasting yours on resisting and start surrendering to the forces of who you are. To take it a step further, look, I don't usually get too woo-woo on here because that's not really me anyways, but I think that it's all about flowing with the current of your life, not flailing against it. Flowing leads you to where you need to be. Flailing leads to drowning. Sometimes flowing looks like meditation, self-care, dancing around naked, but it's not always that calm, right? Sometimes flowing looks like making a life pivot that scares you. Sometimes it looks like releasing pain as tears. 
flowing with the current of your life is about being in tune with what you're feeling, being attentive to your intuition, being realistic about it, and surrendering to exactly what it is that you and your body need at that moment, not resisting it. When you're feeling pain, fear, stress, flowing looks like letting it out, just as when you're feeling hunger or thirst, flowing looks like eating and drinking. And sometimes letting it out means allowing yourself the release of a five-minute freakout. <laughs> That's all for today. I hope you learned something. Let me know if this resonated with you, or if it made you roll your eyes, or if it made you scratch your head. Let me know if you're more into this meditative inner being nonsense, or if you want me to get back to the facts. I love hearing from you, and I deeply appreciate your time. Kind of unrelated, but here's a little challenge for the week. Instead of asking people, how's it going, or what's up? Try to look them in the eye and ask them, how are you? It can make a world of difference. I know that when I'm on the receiving end of that, it makes me feel like the person really values me and really cares about the answer. All right, have a good week, my friend. Be gentle with yourself, listen to your inner child, and don't forget to enjoy your life.